Thank you for tuning into the GameDev.in podcast. In this episode, Rishi and Yadu talk to Arvind Raja Yadav, the brainchild behind one of India's oldest indie studios, Pyrodactyl Games. Hello, all. Hey, Arvind, how's it going? Yeah, I'm. I'm doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, it's funny like when i started making games i was like like very young and i was like oh yeah this is the like you know brand new like upstart com- like company and it was all very like informal but now you were like oldest indie studio i was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that is true yeah, yeah. Like, uh well the the podcast isn't visual but like you can overlay the uh, surprise image time. the saving private ryan transition you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool so uh we usually sort of kick off kick off by asking about what kind of how you end up starting games and all that so mm-hmm. uh tell us a bit about your early days when did you uh when did games become a part of your life huh so this is a well hmm the the first real times i got like super into games was uh i think like 8th standard maybe uh, yeah okay something like that like there was a a, a a independent game developer who used to make like a big rpgs in rpg maker i think mm-hmm. it was rpg maker like uh 2000 at that time or okay something like that yeah so so it was like so it was a forum and i remember it this was like a and we were like we had dial up back in the day so me and my brother we used to like uh, it was like a 160 mb download and we would have to wait 4 hours and pray to god that nobody calls <laughs> that time yeah yeah and the, and the, the down yeah it was those are the earliest memories i have of like well you know like we we used to play games a lot you know just because mm-hmm. we had a, we had a computer since i think 7th standard at our house so uh so yeah we, me and my brother used to play virtua fighter a lot like it was a it was very interesting because like we we had a ps2 keyboard and like uh, because that keyboard has a lot more like like you know you can have a lot more simultaneous presses than the usb keyboards sorry no, no, no i was just going to say for people who don't know what a ps2 keyboard is it is not a playstation 2 keyboard but it is yeah. it is a port yeah yeah it's a it's the old school port you still have it in some other boards and like purists still prefer it because of the the reason that i just like you you can have a lot more keys pressed if you really need that sort of thing and so like the left hand side of the keyboard was his the right hand side of the keyboard was his so i used to play with the numpad and end etc and he used to play with wasd to like yeah. control the characters so that was like the the first game both of us were super into that game and it was like you know uh, we had our favorite characters you would fight always like <laughs> so yeah but but i mean yeah like then uh, after that i remember like the the point where i started getting interested into how games were made was when uh, i think this was in 12th standard when i borrowed like prince of persia the two thrones mm-hmm. from from one of my friends like he had the cd i was like hey can i can i copy it 
and he was like yeah cool sure so i copied it then i i liked that game a lot then i played the prince of persia in reverse order basically then i played warrior within <laughs> then yeah. i played songs of time and actually i had play seen one of my like one of my father's friends like like daughter play the 1989 prince of persia mm-hmm. on her like apple 2 or dos some kind of pc i don't know i was too young to actually know to what remember. it was yeah but i think it was apple i think it was an apple 2 like something like that this was in jaipur was this in jaipur yeah, yeah. They, they like basically it was like you know she had come from abroad like so it was like a big you know, we we went to see to meet them and it was like oh my god what is this these chocolates what are these things you know it was like it was like like you know i mean back in those days this this must have been like what 1997 8 yeah. so you know it's not like it's not like today where with the pro, like proliferation of internet we know and see like a lot of the similar things Correct. This is the time where like Snickers, M and M's were like magical things. You know, you're like, oh my god, these are gems, but they taste different. What? what <laughs> yeah. So it was like that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was uh, I just want to go back? Like, was the Virtua Fighter days were they were they like the oldest memory of games, or do they kind of go back further? I think. I mean, yeah, you know, random. Like, I mean, we used to play on those like uh, knockoff NESs or SNES. Mm-hmm. They were interchangeable. You know, yes. the console that you can buy from the from the uh, like shady, not hundred percent legal retailers. Yes, so, I had a Russian knockoff of an NES <laughs> called Dendi. Ah, nice. <laughs> I think a lot of people towards the north had something called Mitashi also at some point. Yeah, I think I think I had that too. Yeah, it was like Mitashi or something. Like, uh, I mean, these things used to break so fast that, like, I'm yeah. pretty sure we had like every six or seven months, my dad had to buy a new one. And yeah. like, I think that's actually, <laughs> I think it was like one one school project or something. And the combination, like, you know, my dad was like, these things break so much. Mm-hmm. Why not just instead of buying something for like you know five hundred, seven hundred rupees every time. Why not right. just ten thousand rupees get them a computer, and then these these kids stop bothering me. <laughs> That's a, I think a, it's a sensible decision. <laughs> <laughs> so like you are from Jaipur, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And born and brought up, and kind of did your schooling there also? Yeah. So I mean, like, my was... father is from Jaipur, so we did used to go to Jaipur often. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like mainly all my schooling etc. is in Jaipur. All right. So uh, was that like was programming? I mean, you said you were trying to make games in school as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, even like from the st- start, like even at like seventh or eighth standard, like I used to get really good marks in computers. So, and I would just do really well in them. Like you know, we had like one hour computer lab per week. Or <laughs> or mostly after school, I guess. No, 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 no. This was like no, part it was of like a proper. All right. Like a, a period, like you know, you had those like forty-five to one hour periods in like your school. Yeah. So, so it would be. I remember it was like on in sixth standard. It was like Q basic. So yeah. We were, Q basic. Yeah, like our school, our school computers had Windows ninety-five, and we would learn Q basic in them. Then the next year was HTML. 
uh then the the i think it was eighth no it was ninth standard when it was like c++ or something it was like very basic and right. yeah and then in 11th like i know in, in when you have to take those electives you know for your 11 12th mm-hmm. uh luckily i had the option in my school for c++ i know a lot of other kids just didn't so i was right. lucky to actually even that my school had this and then uh and then i took this because i was interested in computers rather than like physical education because you know the hack with the with the education system is to take pe so you get the max marks for free there and you're yeah. one less to study so <laughs> but luckily <laughs> i didn't do that so <laughs> there were i, I think the... there were only like seven or eight people in in our yeah. class yeah so for some of us i guess computers were like the the cheat class <laughs> yeah it was actually i mean it honestly like it that felt like the part where i was interested in and yeah. uh like the projects that we had to make i remember uh, for 11th standard so you know the, the project was make simple games like tic tac toe hangman you know oh nice i didn't know i mean that that's kind of great because i never had like, i mean i also done qbasic in school not necessarily c++ till much later but Like uh, that's interesting that the school also kind of did focus on yeah. some sort of games as like part of their education. Yeah, kind of curriculum. I, I, it's strange because like <laughs> I thought this was standard. Like you know, this yeah. was um, all schools, but apparently it's not. It's not. I think it was like an enthusiastic uh, computer teacher. Yeah, apparently Jeffor is like the, supposed to be like the tech education hub of the like you know senior secondary school. in india i did not know this <laughs> in hindsight it's nice nice <laughs> to know yeah yeah, yeah. I, and i mean so yeah like uh, coming back to the hangman etc thing so mm-hmm. you know we were, uh, this was still like old school c++ like borland c++ yeah so it would only run in like it wouldn't even run starting windows uh, uh, vista it would only run uh, you know windows xp it would have to run in like the old because it would only run on 16 bit computers or computers so you have to restart in those i guess and then na like my school just had really old school computers they were the ones where you know they were not like atx so mm-hmm. when you shut them down it was like it is now safe to turn off the computer right and then you have to manually switch them so, off switch them off yeah so so uh what happened was I, again one of my friends like he had a sister who was studying in college at that time so so he kind of like you know got his sister's help and she g- made visual uh, games as in like not using the just the command line interface but mm-hmm. it was uh, visual so you know you had like uh, squares bouncing around the screen it was very rudimentary like on a 320 by 200 resolution like very old school like you know you have like just 16 colors but it was still miles better than what we were making you know yeah so this was in uh, was this in c++ or in... yeah yeah in c++ yeah oh. so so yeah like you know we were we in that class we were like what the hell is this you know this guy's cheating like <laughs> so we so we were so we asked our teacher we were like how do we even do this so our teacher was like eh, honestly i'm not sure but like i could take a look and i could let you know and the, and then she kind of taught us the basics and basically like she was actually like the nicest teacher of all time in human history according to me 
because she would just let us experiment in the computer lab we would be like you know trying to figure out how this thing works and like it was like like there was no other class like this like i would honestly go to school for c++ i wouldn't care like you know because uh, this is 11th and 12th so it was a lot of like oh yeah you can skip school if you have your je tuitions and like you know even the school teachers were like yeah they're probably studying for iits like the entrance exam anyway so right it was a lot of that but i would love like i would honestly like it more than the the tuitions because my days in that time were like go to school until like 2:45 or 1:45 something like that then go home quickly have lunch then go to coaching classes and then until 8 and then come home do all the homework for the school and the coaching classes then next day go back right. and it, only sunday was free and sunday would actually no not free you there were extra coaching classes so it was like in the day so yeah it was the the classic like you know the uh the classic like quota and like uh jaipur like sort of coaching coaching yeah, experience yeah, yeah. i mean i had the luxury of staying at home at least you know because my home was in jaipur so yeah thank god i didn't have go to quota because then uh, like i would have to i would leave my school and you know you have those like uh basically like uh, not really schools you're just you just en- enroll in them but you don't have to go Yeah. I know a lot of people I knew were in those kind of schools just because it helped them focus on the coaching. Like it, it that that feel that was actually that actually kind of uh, created this thing in me in, in which I was like I want to learn about like I want to do what I I want to do instead of like just doing what everyone else is doing because I I was like. i'm going to be honest like 11th and 12th were like the like very miserable years like i was never happy because like how can a child be happy if he's like studying from like 8 am to like 8 pm every day and then has to do homework after that so like it was just like like to me that was very like like that's why in college i basically i was like when i went to my like you know uh, i got admitted in Mani- in manipal so i studied like computer science there so uh, i remember in the iit uh, things like you know the rankings i was in like the wait list this was the mm-hmm. first year that they had a wait list or something uh, i don't remember exactly what it's called because i have tried to like you know mentally forget that part of my life <laughs> so <laughs> but uh, yeah so i was basically it was basically like you can wait and maybe like you know if the if the kids above you don't take the seats or then it might open up or you might get a seat in like um, the some other government college blah 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 so right but for me i was like no i just want any place that lets me study computer science so right. i had given i had given this manipal exam almost as a like uh like a like a preparation for iit you know it was like you this was a separate exam because this was a private college uh and then uh, it was like uh yeah and actually my parents too were like you know they were kind of like yeah like you know this kid is like miserable plus they even they were like yeah if he wants to study computers let him study computers you know it's not like it's not like he has to like be in this college in this one because even they realized that like you know it's not like competitive exams are like a crap shoot you can like study for two years i know i know several of my friends who were like dropped two years 
then they get into the college and then they even then they don't get the stream that they want and blah 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 it's a so so yeah basically okay. they were like okay we don't want this kid to to waste one more year doing this so so yeah i got the admission there and when i was in the dorm uh, i basically like uh, the college gave me a laptop it was a very bad like you know very like low spec laptop but i was just like okay now i'm going to learn how to program and i and what i uh, oh yeah in, I, i kind of time skipped a little bit because my 12th standard final project was mm-hmm. a clone of dope wars dope wars was dope. a trading game where there were like uh, eight cities that it was a purely like gui like you know you, the the cities were just buttons so basically yeah, I, i have actually played the game it was like i think it came in one of those pc quest the chip cds and exactly. i had it yeah. <laughs> it was in one of those cds i found it and yeah it was basically like a time killer game you know it looked like almost like an office application so you yeah. could even play it in the computer labs you could play it and it would look at the distance it would just look like oh yeah it's like a like some financial app, app or something yeah, exactly yeah so so i was like okay i'm going to i'm going to reverse engineer this so i had no idea like i just looked at the app and i tried to to program something like it in the in the like graphical mode that we were so i remember the final year year project when the guy the external came in the external was like did you make this i was like yes i made this he's like like you know because the externals are like yeah yeah you know these kids they just copy the project from somewhere he's like the he's like i have i don't believe this i have never seen anything like it so i just like closed the app i was like look here's the here's the app that's compiling go to any random line ask me what it does i'll tell you <laughs> so he was like okay okay it's fine and like my mom actually was like yeah yeah you know like like this this kid knows his things i i can tell you that he did he did this on his own so he was like awesome cool and then he did not ask me a single question he just moved on to the next to the next child actually i think the next one was my friend and i think he got like my share of questions too because he was there for like 30 minutes oh no. asking the project so yeah yeah i i yeah, i'm sorry to uh oh fuck i forgot i forgot who was next <laughs> to me in the role in the role call uh, my name was a so i was usually i think i was like the second or third think it might be someone called bhavesh yeah because he's b so yeah maybe that yeah yeah but yeah sorry bhavesh wherever you are uh and uh yeah so i'm sure he is listening yeah yeah exactly yeah he is really into the game development scene like you know it's not like we haven't talked since so yeah but i'm sure he is like super plugged into the uh game dev and the podcast scene related to game development <laughs> <laughs> yeah what what so, year was this servant uh, uh well what year was i uh, well i know i did college from 2007 to 11 okay so this this must have been 2006 yeah okay so uh, plus 2 yeah then i was just going to ask whether the game still is is it still around does it still work have you seen uh, it well i have the i probably have the ctp file lying somewhere but uh, to to compile that you would need like you would basically need a virtual machine running windows xp and then wow. inside that xp you need the 16 bit support mode for for legacy applications and then you would be able to 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 run it so right 
Yeah. I don't know. I think uh, uh, yeah, did I ever release the I should probably just find the source code and and just like yeah, put it out there. I mean, I know I I did open source uh, all the pyrodactyl games recently, so uh, yeah, yeah. Well, almost a year ago at this point, but yeah, still. So See, I should I should try to find it, but yeah, the problem with that is that it's a it's a source it's it's code written by a very ancient version of me and <laughs> you know, uh since then i have learned a lot better to st- how to structure code and how to do that but no it, it would be a nice like uh, sort of glimpse into the past <laughs> yeah. it it would be like a fun project to kind of go back to and get it yeah. back to run yeah yeah, yeah. I, i mean the, that project actually taught me some funny things like there was the whole trading game and simulating the the cities etc but just as a fun thing i put a game a mini game in there where uh, you know it was like a slot machine so mm-hmm. uh, there would be uh, when you start that the game would tell you to bet a certain amount and uh, then it would be like uh, pre- press uh, press enter while the number is between that so a very simple game you know so like it would be like okay you press it between 500 and 550 mm. and uh, if you bet if you if you lose you lose that money that you bet if you if you when you get double the amount so all my friends they would not play the trading game at all they would just start and they would be betting they would be <laughs> like okay and it had three difficulty modes oh yeah i remember uh, the like the three difficulty modes were basically because uh, they, i did not at, at that time know how to change the speed of things so it was just uh, the number would increase once per frame so and this was running at i think like 24 fps Uh, at that time so you know it was like uh, so h- how i controlled the difficulty was that easy mode the range would be bigger so it would be like stop between 500 and 600 so you would have like a good one or two seconds to stop it was but you would only get like i think 1.1 times the reward so it was like you know even mm. if you win it's a very slow way to increase your money the right. second mode yeah the range was slightly smaller so you had less time and the the hardest mode was like uh, only 10 so it was like i like 500 to 510 and then you had mm. to be very quick to press press the button to stop it there so and all my friends they would just because you know even even they thought it was very cool like uh, the game etc so in the lab when i would be showing my game to them and i would be like look uh, you know like if you go from ahmedabad to bangalore like there were eight cities i changed them to indian names you know because <laughs> like how how the hell, what the hell do i know where arizona is like you know i don't know yeah that's true so so it was like look in ahmedabad like like the game wouldn't tell you but i would be telling them like i have coded it so that these two items are generally higher in ahmedabad and these two are higher in jaipur and these three three are in and you know like so you can kind of do that and they would be like nah we just want to do the slot machine gambling like Yeah that, that's basically that, that that's like a, a harbinger of the whole mobile game monetization to come. So yeah people yeah. don't care yeah. about the <laughs> it was a precursor to it was sort of like drug wars dope wars then eventually like mafia wars almost. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I mean I had so many things in that like it was I even had like a JRPG style like combat with the with the police and like you can buy weapons and yeah. you can so <laughs> Like you no know, honestly it was pretty cool because i was thinking about okay the player gets the money but what do they do with the money you know so i was thinking yeah. about like 
okay, they spend it on weapons, they spend it on this gambling stuff, and then it was it was it was pretty fun. Yeah, it had the yeah <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean that that was like yeah. I on I think if I had more time to do that, I would probably have like learned uh, like you know added a lot more features to it. Like it was. <laughs> because while i was i was at home I, i like all i would want to do at home was like program this and my parents were like oh but you have to study for these exams and your competitive exams are coming and yeah it was like you know the yeah <laughs> i mean it's a, it's an interesting like mm-hmm. even even now i think it's like a game that kind of works out like it's an interesting mm-hmm. game to go back to and i i guess like the success of games like mafia was which comes much later mm-hmm. kind mm. of shows that that uh, people like selling drugs and making money <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> yeah and uh, i think uh, a recent game probably which kind of reminds you of is like uh, i think like there was a game called empire of sins i don't think it was also the like familiar again like again like it's just uh, like i i kind of see like a lot of the sort of tradition being kind of uh, but, yeah It's interesting. Okay, so so now uh, it's two thousand seven ish, eleven, seven to eleven, where mm-hmm. you kind of decided that you want to go to college and just learn engineering and and do computer mm-hmm. science essentially. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, were you were you like uh, was games always on your mind at that point? Was it like were you were you when you were going in? Like was mm-hmm. that like the focus? Or was it I mean, something else? Me, yeah. I mean, for me at that point, yeah. I think uh, well. I did lose like uh, I lose. I lost one year almost playing at a, a private World of Warcraft server. So my <laughs> first year of college was basically a wash. Like I will be honest. Like uh, I think it it actually because I was thinking like oh yeah you know I'm wasting too much time playing WoW, and then somebody hacked my account and stole all my things, and I was like all right this is your <laughs> opportunity. like you know it's a it's a clear sign <laughs> yeah you have been you have been set free now just never log in again and instead try to learn something so uh, no roughly in the second year i started getting into half life 2 modding so uh, and like i i i like you know i looked up websites like how to mod uh, this is funny actually i was like hey i'm a programmer and like in the, in the modding community at that time the programmers were the least the like the the fewest available there were a lot of modelers a lot of artists a lot of level designers so so h- how did you sort of was there a community in college uh, uh, no or... it was like um, uh, moddb moddb was a web like it still is a website it, right? still, it, uh, sort of, yeah yeah it is yeah so uh, yeah i just looked up i know one of my friends uh, uh, he's called kuldeep prori i think he even like he's into the game dev scene i think i've even met him like since at a lot of the ngdc events etc so so he put a workshop on how to make your own counter strike map and you know this was oh. college so everybody was in counter strike into counter strike yeah pretty like, much everywhere every every night every like guys dorm you go to it's like counter strike counter strike matches here counter strike matches there like some some weirdo kids are maybe playing fifa or age of empires but you know nobody likes those kids you know they're just like in their corner but yeah. mo- mostly everyone is playing counter strike so so he did a really cool workshop actually about how to make cs 1.6 maps so wow. yeah so that kind of got me like that kind of gave me an idea 
or I, I honestly don't know. I don't know if, if I was looking into it before or if, but I, I'm going to say like, you know, that's where I was like, okay, uh, are there resources for people out there? Uh, because this was like a one or two hour workshop and, you know, like I was like, okay, how do I learn more? So, so kind of like went from there and yeah, started looking into modding Half-Life 2. Uh, I wasn't really like, honestly, I, I was not a very like knowledgeable person in like, you know, source, source modding, etc. in general. So I winged a lot of it. I, I did small tasks where I could. Uh, but the, the main important thing was that I was just kind of, that was the point where I started looking at like modern game engines. Well, you know, relatively modern uh, and right. figuring out, okay, how are things set up? How are things structured? How do you go? Because when you're learning source code, uh, you know, you have the very small programs. You're like, oh yeah, draw a sort and array, draw a number on the screen. You're right. And like to kind of understand how you get from that to like a full game. Yeah. Like all the complicated systems, which depend on each other. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. So because uh, in roughly my third year of college, uh, uh, well, first I got jaundice. Yeah. That, that was the <laughs> whole thing. Like, you know, because, uh, oh man, this was an insane story. It's not game dev related, but that was the point actually where I really was like, you know, I don't care about like education system, et cetera, because I had gotten jaundice. I was just by eating mess food. You know, I, I was not like, yeah. and the dean of my college, I'm in my third year, right? Mm-hmm. The, and the dean of my college doesn't want to give me a medical holiday. He's like, oh, no, okay. this is so sick. So it's at a point where I'm in a wheelchair. I have not eaten anything in three days because if I try to eat or drink something, I puke. Right. right? And this, like, uh, my parents uh, came for this because my, my the, the people, like, you know, my neighbors in the hostel, they mm-hmm. called my parents. They were like, you know, he cannot eat anything. He cannot move from his bed. So, so they, they took a flight to, to Mangalore from Jaipur. It was like a big, and then they came here. And so, uh, well, they are doctors, you know, so, so they, they hooked me up with a, with a drip, etc. And mm-hmm. they were like, Oh, yeah, this is jaundice. So right. the Dean of my college, like he is an ex military person. Uh, and by the way, yeah, this is my soapbox. Like, stop appointing military people into <laughs> civilian positions and expect them to run things like the army. Like, what the hell is that? Who does that? I guess some people do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, this is a particular uh, peculiarity of the Indian education system. Where, like, we look at colleges, we are like, oh my God, these, these unruly teenagers, they're out there having drugs and having sex. And how can we stop them? Oh, I know. We take the most... You know, the Indian army, the, the most incorruptible institution of all existence, famously so. And then we, we get a general or a brigadier or a blah, 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 whoever the fuck, you know, they have yeah. them there. And it's like, I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. You know how to shoot guns. Like, you know, so, but the uh, running a college is not like shooting guns. Like, yeah. I, I don't think chain yeah. of command kind of works in schools and colleges. Yeah. I mean, it's a place where you should be learning, right? That's the kind yeah. of idea. And like, yeah. So anyway, so anyway, like that was the point where basically once he refused to, I was like, I actually wanted to drop out. But mm. my parents were like, like, by the way, kudos to my parents for putting up with all of my bullshit. Like, but uh, they were like, okay, look, you can do whatever you want. 
but get the degree right. that that was the that was the agreement that we made so <laughs> so, so it was like yeah so but after that i uh, i was like uh, i had a i i started looking at programming uh, like uh, like just how to make my own game engine i was like you know like source is very complicated the right. games i want to make are more tiny like you know and plus also at that time it was like modding was seen as a way to get into the industry yeah i mean it was it was definitely a good way to like uh, you know build a portfolio so that if you apply to a to a place you have a you have something you know your resume isn't just like okay 10th pass 12th pass degree now i'm here you know right. so 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 yeah then i started looking at uh, like making my own engine i i found some sdl tutorials like they are very famous like lazy foo sd tutorials sdl tutorials yeah and i i basically more or less followed them step by step then once they they ended i was like okay now i want to uh, like you know like you know they end at like okay you can draw a polygon on screen you can draw sprites on screen then i was like okay now i can do this now how do i make the those polygons and sprites into what i want so uh, the, i kind of remembered that uh, old like you know what i was telling you earlier about the the sort of rpg maker game that me and my brother used to play mm-hmm. so i was like okay uh, how do i make something that looks like rpg maker in here because rpg maker you know like people who don't know much about engines they're like oh it's just 2d sprites you know it's all like yeah, it's super easy so i was like okay let's see how to make something like that in here so i just did did stuff i mean it's just like i i spent more or less like two year, the remaining two years like you know uh, third and fourth year just like learning learning making slow improvements uh, getting some art and like uh, so on so on and then that was my first game basically i released it like uh, pretty like four or five months before i graduated i think it was in uh, and i think i made like 250 dollars yeah that was the the sum total of the the sales of it this, this was managed to through, this was through moddb uh yeah like at that time desura was uh, was like you know they had just they had kind of had a sister site called indiedb for indie games right and then there was the uh, uh they they released their own like steam kind of like you know digital client, client yeah, yeah. called desura Yes. So I think yeah the the game I had a typical a dot typical RPG was like the fourth or fifth game released on that. So like I I will be very honest it was a very rough game like you know a lot of like even my second game was a lot better. But hey, okay. Just okay. in terms of the architecture and all that forget the the game mechanics that's a separate conversation. But so hmm. no no let's just uh, kind of go hmm. back like so so you okay. so you're in college hmm. and uh, so is this when you were doing the mods and uh, yeah do you want to just talk about some of the mods you made or well uh, well one of the biggest teams i was in was like i was working on a mod called dystopia mm-hmm. so it was basically just like you know uh, it this is a free mod that you can download on steam even today like uh, right. it was one of those first mods that was available on steam so in there i was basically just like hanging out on their irc uh, right. like you know the old school like uh, irc server less and, fancy yeah. discord <laughs> yeah 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 so i was hanging there i was like uh, mostly just learning from the other people there and doing very small tasks like one time they wanted me to change a little bit of the ui uh 
So I did that. I did a very small things that like there were two other like uh, more experienced programmers. Mm-hmm. So I would mostly just be like, hey, you know, how do I learn this? How do I do that? And they were very helpful. They were very nice. So I still have them like, you know, I still occasionally chat with them uh, sometimes. But yeah, it was I mean, I don't know if there was any like sort of like, you know, memorable thing really here. It was just like. Uh, I was in, I was looking at ModDB. So like, uh, like, you know, projects would be like, oh, hey, we need a programmer. We need this. And I would look at those projects. And if it was interesting to me, plus uh, that actually taught me uh, how to evaluate projects because there were some mods which were just like, we will remake Lord of the Rings inside source. Right. And we we want programmers, artists, modelers. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no chance you're <laughs> going to do that. So. Right. So then I, I don't apply to that. Then there's a, another mod below that, which is like, okay, we are trying to make a small horror game inside this. And we we already have an artist and this, but we need a programmer. So I was like, all right, this sounds promising. Like, you know, because it's not like they need everybody and the scope is manageable and they have nice screenshots. They already have some teasers of the of the gameplay they want to make. So... Mm-hmm. So that, that kind of taught me that it was like, you know, like the sort of be being realistic part of the indie game dev process. Right. So, so you could, you could kind of see what uh, you yeah. could do with the time and you could kind of scope and think about how to set up a project. Yeah, and yeah exactly. Like at, yeah. at this point, kind of uh, like pretty good with C++ and your focus was kind of like did did uh, did yep. modding help in that regard also like were you doing custom tools or just reverse engineering no no things? no like no. well th- here's the thing even now i don't think i'm like pretty good with c++ because c++ is so big you know like you learn right. more and you then you realize you don't There's know more. 10 other things <laughs> yeah 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 so i mean no at this point i was honestly like a beginner like i had a grasp of the fundamentals but I did not know a lot of the like sort of techniques and like the the proper way to structure code and how does like, you know, what type of like, what, what how do you manage memory and all that? I did not know that, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's, it was just like, uh, yeah, it was just like, I was just learning whatever was there. Like I was basically there and uh, I was just looking for things to do. Like, you know, so uh, like if, if, okay. Uh, so if something needs to do that, then I learned that part. And it's like mostly just about uh, trying to like get uh, as much knowledge about like how are games made because uh, programming is one thing, but you don't make a game just with programming. Like, you know, you need uh, a lot of other things and it's also about what you do, you know, like you can be very motivated, uh, very like knowledgeable, but your efforts need to go in the right direction Yeah, because like you need to prioritize, you need to figure out what parts are more important, what part to spend time to polish, what to not polish. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's just something that you kind of learn. Like I never really had a, like, you know, I never felt one day I was like, okay, today I learned this or today I learned that. But it's just like, you just gradually keep on learning. You You, you become slightly better at something and then, it's like, yeah, eventually, you know, you have enough if you do this for like a long enough time. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, 
at this point when you were kind of focusing on uh, a typical rpg where you uh, were you thinking about setting up a company or like were you just focusing on making games you were still in college right at this point yeah 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 and like did you have any thoughts about like like how did you end up set i mean like before before even that like did you think about going into a studio or focusing on making games in india or elsewhere oh this is funny oh yeah i know <laughs> i know this i love this because i have actually told this exact story to the the person like that well he's not directly involved but you'll get it so uh, you know i was in manipal mm-hmm. and at that time i looked at game studios in india there were not a lot right. but i found this company called dhruva interactive you know <laughs> okay. i don't know if you've heard of them <laughs> so yeah so this is actually uh, funny because i e- i think i emailed them once or twice uh, but no response uh, i wanted to do an internship you know you have to do an internship at the end of the uh, at the end, end of, of your college yeah right yeah so so i i try to 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 ask them uh, but you know uh, then one day i like i i phone them because you know i would rather do an internship in games as opposed to others so plus i if if there's if i am something like i am very persistent you know so i'm like okay maybe they didn't read my email or you know they get i was thinking they get like hundreds of emails from students every day yeah so so i'm like okay i i phone i phone them like i on the website and uh-huh. the person picking up is like yeah uh, if you want to if you want to have an interview you can come in at uh, x and y time and they gave me like a time basically okay so so i was like all right cool uh, sounds nice so i print my resume i have like you know links to my uh, personal word i had a page at wordpress at that time not like my <laughs> like you know i i did i couldn't afford the domain name etc so uh, so i i i do that i do all that um, then i go there with one of my friends uh, i i and, and i confirm i call i call them again to right. confirm and but when i get to the to the office uh, the receptionist at the door is like nope sorry no appointment and we don't accept walk ins so i was <laughs> like oh okay i guess i go back like you know i mean it was like a 5 or 6 hour bus from manipal and i was like a student you know i was like i mean basically like a student uh, like dressed like an engineering student like you know right, so right. so so i was like okay i guess i go back and i just went back like in bangalore like i went back to the same bus station i came from and i took a bus back so i was like all right that's not happening so then <laughs> then i i think i i i did my internship at bsnl i think but it was a, it was like a government thing so um, i was i was totally programming games so i told <laughs> yeah. This, yeah so i told this story to to uh like many 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 years later like to rajesh shaw when we were talking in the and <laughs> yeah yeah ngdc i don't remember which year if i'm right. honest like so but it was one and like yeah we both had a good laugh about it so <laughs> yeah uh oh, that's a that's a that's an interesting story hmm. yeah it's so, like it's like one of those uh, telltale what if branches you know yeah like what if this had to be yeah that's true yeah hmm. Right. Uh, so okay. So uh, at this point, you kind of uh, picked up uh, a bunch of SDL and C plus plus, and looking uh, gone through the lazy food tutorials mm-hmm. and all, and and mm-hmm. you decide to make this game. So uh, 
so how did uh, a typical apg kind of start i mean uh, well it was uh, i don't know it just like started as uh, like every day i would come from my classes and mm-hmm. i would be like okay i want to do this so then i i had mocked up some dialogue boxes in ms paint uh i got a like a level appearing where you could move walk and like a stick figure could walk and then you could go to npc press enter and a dialogue would pop up you would have choices based on that dialogue so it it just kind of uh, yeah like i i didn't really have a i just had like an idea because atypical rpg was a uh, like it was a game like a groundhog day game style game about some guy stuck in a college mm-hmm. so it was basically just like off the cuff it was like stream of consciousness stuff what i was thinking <laughs> of at that point right like, you know yeah because i mean that's honestly like like you know i have spent a lot of time learning programming and all that but game design for me is very instinctual like i just do what i feel like is the right thing or like i like i mean you know over the time i am kind of like okay the user will want to do this this is the area they will look at you can sign post this but it's still very like sort of instinctual to me like you mm-hmm. know it's uh, i just basically do what i want to so right, right. so mm. yeah that was a, that was basically an entire game where i was like okay so i want a turn based jrpg but the kids are actually playing football so <laughs> so i did that then i was like okay then later on in the story you have to uh you have to do a dance off <laughs> but the dance off is against the college principal Oh. So okay. I mean that that's what it's like complete stream of consciousness stuff and the mechanics etc <laughs> are that. a total mess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, were, were you yeah. doing this alone or were you doing the writing bits so like where you have do you have other collaborators who kind of started out working with uh, that part? I had I had one uh uh I had one collaborator who did some of the art. Mm-hmm. So but unfortunately like due to I think personal reasons or something he was only able to do like 70 80% of the art so then okay. i ended up basically like basically salvaging the game with what was left like i had a game a game and a story prepared but basically the final two levels suddenly didn't have art ah, so i was okay. like okay so i mean you know valuable lesson to learn so right uh, basically yeah like it was a it was a very it was such a messy game but it was so interesting that rock paper shotgun actually reviewed it wow how how yeah. insane is that like <laughs> yeah, i mean i mean it's it's like it's super like weird like you know like i don't even know how to describe it like that's the one game which i want to remake mm. but you know, it's kind of like like you like you know staring into like a a corrupted mirror version of yourself you know you're like huh okay so what was i thinking here like you know <laughs> yeah so i don't know if i'm prepared for them for that yet but some day maybe i will it's a uh, <laughs> did, you, did you end up making the final two levels? Uh no, I basically ended up like using placeholder art uh, like anything I had to change the ending of the game a lot to to basically use the existing levels a lot more. So yeah, like it, it that's why the game ended up like the story etc didn't make a lot of sense and the ending was very unsatisfying and the game was only like in 1 hour long. You know it wasn't like a giant like uh sprawling like you could complete it in 1 hour and but yeah it's a that that's why like it's a that's one thing which i do want to revisit at some point so 
And, and what was this game made on? Like, did did you repurpose the same engine that you were building, or were you using something that was more standard? Uh, yeah, well, so I mean, yeah, I built this in C plus plus SDL and. Uh, uh, like you know uh, that sort of framework. Then I basically for the next game, which was Will Fight for Food, uh, I basically took that that skeleton, but I kind of for like re- redid a lot of it. I made it a lot more structured. I made it so that the dialogue wasn't like hard coded. You could uh, modify like dialogue files, and it would load areas based on like Will Fight for Food compared to uh, uh, compared to a typical RPG was a huge jump. in just like the way the project was structured like everything like it was a it was a massive improvement like and i think it took me like 3 or 4 no maybe maybe 2 months yeah something like that to just because i basically just sat down i was like this is what did not work in this project now i will just change everything and i mm-hmm. like read it so yeah like the, the the skeleton is the same but like there were a lot like a lot of things were changed and then will fight for food was also in the same like sort of engine I, i i mean that's what i credit actually like the the a lot of my knowledge to is that i was just i was always like directly involved with the with the engine so mm-hmm. i was able to learn a lot of things etc that now if someone is working with unity or unreal like you know they might not because you are never incentivized to learn that right right so you you so, basically learn how to do something in unity or in unreal you don't really learn how to do it like you know so yeah so it's a and uh, this is this is while you're still doing the internship while you're still in college right yeah i mean the the time period like things are happening in parallel because the internship was only like 4 months but this is basically starting from third year like so a typical rpg goes from third year to roughly the midpoint of my internship so mm. so it's like you know the whole like that part of the well, so well. yeah it's hard to have an exact timeline of these things because a lot of like you know uh, like for example there might have been like uh, when when we had sessionals or end semester and end semester exams where for one month i didn't touch the project at all because i was trying to still like you know pass the the exams so yeah it's it's all like disconnected but it's uh, this is like the sort of more con- condensed version of the right right why why as in what motivated you to come back to finish it like if you're if you're mm-hmm. off something for a month it, i mean at least now you generally tend to forget oh. it right so were you always like you wanted to finish this and you started it so yeah. you want to finish it i can tell you that's just that's just what i do like i to me there is no ch- no chance of forgetting like if if i start like something and it, like you know for for x y reason i cannot do it but like for me there like it, yeah like i want to do it so so when i get the time again i i resume it it's like there's no question of like you know oh i i had this or that like no because i i started doing this because i wanted to do it so that's why i'm doing it like yeah it's just nice. i don't know like yeah it's a, honestly it's an alien question to me i don't even know what you're asking because <laughs> like i i never did something that was not this like you know so it's this is I who i am <laughs> yeah exactly yeah like yeah cool so was there any specific learnings from a typical rpg that part carried forward or 
is it something that you kind of oh i mean a, a, a lot like that game taught me like a lot of things like for example it taught me the the need to like you know like your game must have a good pitch you cannot just be like oh yeah 3d platformer blah 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 you know mm. so it's a it's a like you need you need a reason for your game like for people to play your game like and i mean coding wise it taught me a lot of like you know how to structure an engine like i had a big problem with save data corruption in mm. a typical rpg which due to the the way the engine was made i was never 100% able to fix so right but, but luckily it was a, sh- a short game so you know you could just ignore it so uh, like but yeah like that that made me change the entire the entire way i handled save files in will fight for food to the point where even like uh, even going forward to unrest you can mm-hmm. quick save quick load whenever because right. then i made the engine to be able to save at any point and you save all the relevant things like you know and so i mean a, lo- a lot of things like the, the ev- everything i learned was kind of like started from there it's like a it was like yeah, a holy grail in a way no 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 i mean not the holy grail <laughs> but it was like the the a blueprint i would say <laughs> yeah more more than that it was it was like the blueprint it right, was the right. blueprint for how to make games like for me like that was the one where i figured out my personal process and like uh you know uh like, like how to how to like prioritize how to uh, make sure like to follow up with other people on like their tasks because i was also doing a little bit of project management how to mm-hmm. market the game i did some email marketing like you know email the so yeah all the things like it that was like the the blueprint that that yes. that i then like kind of refined and added stuff to in in like later games so right so you are saying when you were like how kind of learned how to pitch a game did you think about like publishers or something or were you kind of thinking about the general player demographic yeah i mean that was actually like yeah i i never really changed my process to fit like publishers and i was never i never got too much into like you know pitching the game to x y or z and like preparing like the uh like preparing slides and like the yeah so because for me like making the game was basically something like it started with the basic like design of 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 something playable and like generally mm-hmm. when you pitch it's more towards of like you know revenue oriented it's like how does this bring the money Right. So yeah that was something i never got the handle of i mm-hmm. mean to be honest like yeah this is skipping way forward but that's basically what ended that's basically why i stopped making games after a while because uh, like indie games oh no spoilers so, yeah, yeah yeah so yeah so yeah it's like uh yeah I, i was never big into the pitching to other people like i yeah. i would pitch the game to like players basically when i'm trying to sell it or when i'm making right. my steam page right. but never to like other investors so hmm. so how did you end up marketing this game like you said you did a bit of email marketing and anything else that you did specifically did moddb help maybe yeah i mean you know i i made some forum posts did some emails if there was something else i did i don't remember probably <laughs> not at this point because i was still in in like you know technically in college so right. there was a there were a, there was a lot of other stuff i was managing at that time like right. it, i mean it was pretty hectic like i remember uh, 
like the the game launch like one month was like very hectic so that mm-hmm. kind of made made me uh, account for that in the future in the future projects because yeah it's a uh, mm. you know uh, like launching like the launch window uh, especially for like you know if you have the classic uh, like you know games well then it's it's a lot more important to get the eyes on it compared like to like a more yeah yeah mm. so i i don't remember if i did anything else like you know it's a yeah like the whole time period is a blur like sometimes i honestly look at myself i was like how was i doing that like you know <laughs> i was like studying in college and making a game and well, like yeah other like the internship i was like what yeah i don't know yeah somehow it it happened yeah yeah were you going enough calling yourself pyrodactyl at this at this time like or how how did that happen like, i mean i never called myself pyrodactyl but yeah like <laughs> as in know, like the yeah, yeah i mean yeah. you like a label yeah yeah i know i remember this uh, i remember coming up with the name uh, some like one day sitting in the office uh-huh. uh, during the internship thing because uh, i was releasing the uh, yeah because when i started making atypical rpg the uh, like indie db mod db you had to write the name of the team right so i just used like the atypical team you know because it it was a nice pun it was like oh our team is not very typical you know like yeah. so <laughs> yeah so uh, but then when i was like okay now we want to release the game and i like i know this is a product as in like you know like it is in a in a state where i want to release it and i was like okay i want if i make another game then the atypical team joke wouldn't really land because like you know like yeah. what is this <laughs> so yes. i was like okay i went through random ideas random ideas random ideas uh and then yeah just pyrodactyl like i think at some point uh me and a friend of mine had been throwing ideas around for mm-hmm. this and we had something like gasoline or something but then we remembered that gas power game exists yeah so there was this idea of like fire mm-hmm. generally right so i was like okay it's, it's something fire related but then like you know and it would be nice if it was a pun you know that's just a uh, like a, <laughs> yeah. a, the cherry on top so right. then i was just like okay pyrodactyl i google pyrodactyl <laughs> because the process was like okay think of a name google oh shit like you know 10 <laughs> things the name like exactly. this already exist yeah. <laughs> or can you get a domain with that name also like, yeah, yeah exactly yeah <laughs> i looked that pyrodactyl.com was free right. and the only thing i found i found some guy whose wow name was pyrodactyl right. so the the topmost profile was like wow head and it was like some random like toran warrior or something i was like all right this is the least like this is the lowest profile name that i'm going to get yes. so after that i stopped thinking because i was like yeah yeah that's enough like i like this name pyrodactyl let's i i asked one of my uh, one of the uh, i asked the the artist um, onri i think his name was who who was who did the art for a typical rpg because he was uh, like you know still like we were still collaborating at that time and i was like hey pyrodactyl can you make like a rough logo for this one and then he basically made that that thing with the like you know i was like it's a pterodactyl but it's on fire can you do that and he was like all right cool you know he so he did that and more or less that's the logo you know there has been some touch ups about uh, of it since for later mm-hmm. ones but more or less that's still the logo that you have today so oh. 
that is like an interesting story. I, I thought you would be into dinosaurs also. <laughs> uh, I mean, I am not opposed <laughs> to dinosaurs. I'm just not particularly into them. You know, like, uh, yeah. like my identity does not revolve around dinosaurs in a significant way. You know, true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah. Okay. So, uh, some more questions about uh, uh, a typical RPG uh, and kind of the process that you're following at this point. Um, so I, I, because it was like around 2010, 11-ish, um, mm-hmm. like we, we had game engines like Coco Studio X and there mm-hmm. were like frameworks like Erlict mm-hmm. and like Ogre 3D and all that. So, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and I think even Unity was around in some form. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So like, was there any like thought behind going C++ SDL or if, was it like, kind of just a no-brainer because you were already kind of familiar with it? Well, I mean, uh, it was actually faster for me at that point to iterate on my engine uh, compared mm-hmm. to like, you know, taking something new, learning that uh, and then modifying the the pipeline for that. Uh, and yeah, I mean, also for me, I guess it's, I mean, there is an element of just like, like, like you know, just like programming stuff for me, especially when I'm doing like, you know, my own stuff. It's mm-hmm. like a very like sort of uh, like nice, like a pe- almost like a hobby, peaceful thing. Like the equivalent I can give off is like, you know, like those woodworking guys who are just like, you know, like you're just like spending like a few hours in your shed every day. And you're just like trying to make like, let's say something that's shaped like an elephant or like a, or like yeah. a table or whatever. So it's, it's kind of like that. And I like to be like, uh, Basically, I like to know my tools and I like to only have the stuff that I want. Like a lot of other tools come with like, you know, other processes, other baggages, known issues. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, oh, this version of that, that version of that. When you have, when you have your own engine, it's just kind of, it's, it's very like, I don't know. It's like, it's almost like coming, like, you know, like Zen kind of thing for me. Like, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's like. I am at my computer working on my own engine and it's very chill. Like, you know, I know what I have to do. I yeah. have to do. And like, you know, I'm doing it in my own method and it fits into this, this entire puzzle piece that I've been building. So it's like, uh, you know, like you, like you take a small tweezer and then you add one tiny branch to the Lego bonsai tree. Yeah. And then next day you add one more tiny branch and it's like that. And then eventually it's like, <laughs> It's like a sculpture or whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I kind of understand that. Like, it's also like there is also this element of control and, and Mm -hmm. like knowing a lot about like what kind of happens behind the scene also gives you some sort of calm and collectedness and, 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 and in some ways, like more control as well. A lot of yeah. a lot of people a lot of people would have wanted to do that for jobs or something like that, right? But I'm guessing since Arvind wanted to make his own games. Um... No, I mean, yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, I, I mean, for me, I mean, again, when I started, like, that was the idea. Like, if you uh, work in modding, if you have if you have think work with your own, own engine, that puts you into a like that gives you a portfolio for working mm. in the in the actual industry. So I did start with that motivation, but uh, it's, it's a matter of managing like resources, basically. Like uh, if you are familiar with, with unity uh, or unreal or whatever, 
uh, then it then it actually makes sense. Like it would make sense to just use that for your stuff. But uh, because of the well, you know, because of the the time that Pyrodactyl was active, almost nine years, there was never a point where where uh, like you know, okay, we are not doing anything. Like we released like what five games over almost nine years. So mm-hmm. it was a constant like okay, we're working on this, we're working on that. Hmm. Mm. So yeah, there was not a lot of time to be like okay, I'm gonna spend like six months trying to get a sense of like Unity or Unreal. Because I already had a, a thing that was working that I had used for other games. So it would make more sense to kind of build on that foundation. And like later on, even like the artists and the uh, the designers that I was working with, they were also familiar with our stuff. So it was like, all right, we just continue doing this, right? Because right, right. especially for for like, for let's say a writer or a game designer, like I had a very... Uh, if I only say so myself, a very nice and easy to work with pipeline mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, they had to write a lot of dialogue and then right. uh, re- related to dialogue handling, dialogue management, like uh, the branching paths. So I had built something for that and it was, uh, it was, it was like pretty, pretty like nifty in what it did uh, because even Ross, the, the person uh, like, you know, he, he was like the game designer and scripter. Mm-hmm. For unrest, good robot, etc. Later, mm-hmm. then he went to work at Ubisoft, and we still talk a lot. And he was like, like you know, the, I, like <laughs> still like you know, like there there is the Ubisoft tools have a lot more features, but the ease of use and the quickness is still something that that ours had better because you know it's more laser focused. Like it's like yeah. we want to do this, so we have the fastest and simplest way to do that. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of a segue into like a segue into <laughs> segue, <laughs> uh, a segue into a, a question kind of related, which is uh, like I remember the the a typical RPG uh, having like this unique kind of an emotion system where you could be like calm mm-hmm. and angry and bored and yeah, like when you're yeah. responding. So yeah. you wanna give us a uh, overview of what that was, how that came about, and kind of how you designed it. Uh, well, so I mean, like, this is one, one area which I have always been interested in. Like, uh, like what I find very frustrating whenever I look at any game, because it's like, when you look at visuals, when you look at any other mechanic, there have been so many iterations, so many like improvements, like, you know, so many like, uh, like breakthroughs, like in, in the, but when we look at dialogue in games, it's still the same thing, like from the, from Zork. You know, it's like, what do you want to do? You select one of three choices or you do that. And even today, games are still in the same thing where you just have a, a tree and you select one choice out of X. Mm. So I was like, how how can you do something else? So, you know, like to, for me, it was like, okay, when I am talking to someone or when when two people are talking to each other, what are, what are the things that are important? So like the dialogue trees, they kind of take care of the content, right? It's, right. They basically choose the content. Uh, but I was like, you know, there is no real consideration for like, uh, like, for example, if you were to say the, say one thing, but there is very rarely an option to say the same thing, but in a different way. Right. Or in like, give, give the player the option to say the same thing, but in four different ways. Like, you know, so, so that was kind of the idea. I wanted to experiment with, with this. 
and that's mm-hmm. what led to that system which was uh yeah it, it was rough i mean uh th- then i kind of built a like more refined version of this in will fight for food with like more emotions like actually body language uh, right. tone and like content kind of the three but yeah that was the idea like for me it's always like you know like that that's always something which i feel like games just don't bother because uh, there are other factors for it like if you if you're making like today if you're making a big budget action uh, like a triple a rpg you have like voice to dialogue lines you have so much content that like you, know, you don't have the time to have something that can potentially add like you know more more complications more amount of stuff that you have to record right. so instead rpgs today they try to just like you know cover the broadest range of things but then try to minimize the branches and then converge mm. everything as much as possible because right. it's just not like it's really not feasible unless you like you know you want to have a much larger budget and a much longer development time to because that is a fundamental problem with branching like when whenever you do branching in a game like you're basically cre- you are basically creating multiple games right mm. there's like one game for each branch yeah. and then if you do like and then Some each branches. branch yeah it's like it's like a fractal you know you can have yeah. ve- very exploding complexity so right. so uh, that's why like i wanted to try something systemic for that mm. we're like can we handle some of that systemically so yeah like i i i wouldn't say it was a lot of success because like i i basically would change like a few uh, npc parameters so ultimately mm-hmm. like you know again i i i also had to compress at the end like you know you couldn't have insane branches but yeah it was a way for me to try that out like to see if there was another way to do to do branching dialogue right well how did people kind of take it like when when they were playing do you have any feedback from people and i mean i had it it's it's very strange like the i think maybe like 10% of players really really liked it but the 90% of players they were just like what is this like you know why do i have to do this they yeah. were like like you know like they were like oh well before you had the multiple choices but then now suddenly i have this big complicated ui so i feel mm. there was a there was a like tutorial problem and like right. and it also kind of showed me the reason why most games don't worry about it is because most people for them that's not a big deal Right. so it, it's it's a mixture of that but the mm. people that really liked it like you know they were like people who i met at like ngdc gdc whatever who were like oh my god that dialogue system i really liked it but but then like most other people were like ah eh, combat this that you know like visuals so mm. it's 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 like yeah i think the what i mainly learned was that not a lot of people care about care about that so right So, uh, so at this point, this game was out on Desura, and uh, I remember the game being on Greenlight. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, it got it. It, it actually got greenlit way later, like right at the edges when it when it ended. Like you know, when Steam Greenlight was ending, and they really reduced the thresholds for the votes. Yes, right. we did a kind of thing where we were like, "Hey, you know, if you like our games, just go and vote for it." So right. that kind of got it over the threshold, but. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Steam Greenlight was a weird of... time. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. What uh, was like? Was that a good experience, or was it? 
weird i don't i don't have any like strong memories about green light stuff because green light like the whole time period was what like one or two years right where it yeah. was like green light and then they were just like yeah whatever you just pay us 100 bucks and then you can list yeah. your game so right yeah yeah I, i don't know i don't i hmm. i haven't really given this whole era etc much thoughts <laughs> right uh so at this point it's on desuda and the couple of like like indie db and all that and like you were getting users from did you do some marketing for this as well or what was it at this we, point we which like atypical rpg i i mean uh-huh. i did very little i think i did some email like i t- said before like just some email some forum posts right right like, yeah yeah not a lot because yeah this was like my my first uh, sort of project and like yeah i i i learned a lot more about the importance of that actually like because like you know not a lot of people knew about it but then actually it was kind of nice because like the game was a bit of a mess so i would rather other people learn about pyrodactyl from the more later games right, then right. if they have the tolerance for that kind of stuff then they go find a typical rpg so hmm. Hmm. Okay, so this will be like a kind of a constant question about all the games mm-hmm. I suppose. So how mm-hmm. how well did the game perform in terms of like revenue and users? Oh, I mean, I told you this right. Like eight bickel RPG earned like two fifty dollars or something. Like, ah, yeah, like I think yeah, uh, yeah. And and most people were found it on mostly on Desuda. Yeah, pretty much. I think it got a few sales, etc. But like after that, not a lot. And yeah. you know it's just whatever yeah it's a but for me actually that was just like like the amount itself was not that much but it was a revelation it was like okay so i could make games i could release them and some people could actually pay for them so just knowing this was was enough i was like oh wow mm-hmm. that this is a this is a possibility so <laughs> so uh did you sort of uh, get started on little fight for food uh like after this after like what was the kind of timeline like when did you get back on this and when did you start hmm uh yeah the my memories are fuzzy at this for this point because i graduated mm-hmm. and i didn't really work on will fight for food uh pre graduation like maybe i had a, like a a sketchbook of ideas or something somewhere but that's about it but then afterwards i was just like uh i wanted to kind of make uh, well I, like i i like that kind of like dsx like immersive sim ki- kind of games mm-hmm. so i wanted to kind of make a 2d version of that so okay that's where will fight for food started but yeah like i don't really Yeah I don't have good memories of the like as in I don't have a lot of clear memories of the time that uh like you know I was in the idea process of will pet for food I know I was like doing because a lot of the time like one or two months I spent with the technical like backbone like making sure it was sustainable and all that so yeah I don't know like it's I just had this idea then I kind of worked on it and um yeah then it was Yeah then it was like release time I don't know this is the uh, yeah did you not have any money pressure your fresh out of college over uh, yeah that was basically it so basically I was at this point I was back at my parents house and uh, well uh, a typical rpg got some like good reviews etc so mm-hmm. 
So they looked at this and they were like, all right, you know what? You have a few years, you do what you want. So it was basically, well, not what you want. It was like, okay, you can try your venture here. Mm. And if not, then like, you know, go to Infosys, like all the other guys. Yeah. So it was basically that. Yeah. Your parents seem to be way ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, they are both doctors. So, you know, like we, right. we, we are not struggling for money. It's not right. like we are not super rich, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, there is no, like there is no immediate pressure or like immediate, any loans to pay off. So, right. so it, like I just, yeah, that's why I'm saying like I had the luxury of this. Mm-hmm. Like right. they did not have enough money to like, you know, for example, oh, you can have an office and you have this. No, I just... I just had like, okay, you sit here and you make your game, you know? So I just had my, my PC there and I had this and no, they were very supportive. If I'm, if I'm very young, like, you know, they were like, okay, you know, like they saw atypical RPG, etc. And, uh, you know, like they would, they would like, they would show this game to like, you know, their friends and all that. And people would be like, what the hell is this? You know, <laughs> like they had no idea. They Like some of my relatives thought that I made like cartoon movies you know yeah yeah they were like oh he he should apply to work at like you know whatever the studio chota beam makes yeah. uh, i forget so it was like you know nobody had really any idea in the extended circle of what i was doing or how cool it was or was it actually good or was mm. it a career but they were like yeah okay you do this for a few years because then the backup plan was basically to kind of uh, you know give another exam and then go for a master's somewhere so mm. So that was the, the backup plan or yeah. get a job at Infosys or Genpact. Like there is a big Genpact like uh, call center, like one kilometers away from my house. Hmm. So, so it's like <laughs> you can see from, from our roof, you can see the big Genpact logo. So, <laughs> so it was like a constant reminder. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It was like a, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Make games do well or like, it's like looming yeah. over your head. No, I mean, it's a, yeah, it's a, I mean, you know, this is again, something which like, I'm super fortunate to have in that, like right. my yeah. parents had the, had the patience, you know, they yeah. had the patience and they, they must have seen something like, you know, yeah. Mm. The, so, but yeah, so at least they were like, okay, look, you do this. And then af- like, you know, after one or two years, we can, we can evaluate because, uh, you know, like this at this point, I do remember myself being very headstrong, like, you know, with all the incidents that had happened uh, at the college, like there was another one where uh, one of my friends, he basically like, uh, wait, no, was this before? Never mind. Anyway. So it was <laughs> no, like, no, tell us, tell us. Yeah. I mean, no, 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 no. It wasn't that. No, no, because uh, no, I mean, this is more serious because uh, oh. one of my college friends, he died in like a motorcycle accident. Oh, no. So, okay. Yeah. So, oh wait. Yeah. I think that was like, uh, yeah, it was, it was basically on the day of the final exam, like of the seventh semester exam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this had already happened before. So I was just thinking like, you know, like, I mean, you know, again, like, you know, like I, like that's a completely separate event. Like, and I don't want to make somebody's else else death about like, you know, what I was doing at that time, because there's nothing more like, you know, like, <laughs> like egoistic than that. But I was basically thinking that, look, you know, if, if that's me, for example, in the future, like, mm. do I want to be like, oh, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Like, you know, oh, you know, if I had more time, I would have made games. 
like so i was like no i want to do this and i have to try it was just like something that i had like that that was the that i have you guys seen hamilton by the way have you guys seen hamilton like i have you have right no i haven't oh you haven't oh my god no. okay well you have to see hamilton <laughs> but but like okay what's another example it's like it's like the 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 the, the what's the name of the guy i forget the the white rapper who's the who's the white rapper eminem eminem yes eminem yes so you know it's like you only have one shot right <laughs> right because there is a song like that in hamilton which is more accurate to like you know it it's a, it does a better representation of what i'm trying to say but it's basically like that you know like if like what i did not want is to look back at my previous like past 10 years or whatever and be like oh i should have done this like you know right. oh no yeah you know like oh like for example i go get a a normal job somewhere and then 10 years down the road i'm sitting in my balcony and i'm like oh man you know i used to be big into making games in college i even released one game but then what did i do no i just got a job here so i did not want to do that so and again i i do have to emphasize that this is a very privileged thing to say like a lot of kids in india just don't have this opportunity they just have to be like oh yeah earn money so yeah, yeah. but for me i was in that position and if i was in that position i'm not giving it away <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know yeah, yeah for yeah. me personally it was like okay i have the opportunity here i even have my parents who are willing to like you know put up with me for some amount of time so so yeah then then i started making the game and there was like yeah there was the sword of democles or like the genpact sign hanging over my head so mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean i i i have a feeling like i mean being a parent i know like mm-hmm. uh like i would feel probably uh, and in the sense of course like kind of mm-hmm. thinking about kids and how how they are and how how as parents it's a uh, I have a feeling. I don't know if it's like an Indian thing, but I have a feeling that Indian parents will put up with their kids for far longer, and they would support them. Like, I mean, I I've seen people kind mm. of like squander all that time, and I've like you know that they have. But uh, like a lot of times, I think there is enough and more mm. patience in people. I don't know, man. Like, I have to strongly <laughs> press X to doubt on this because, like. <laughs> for example like there there is this this uh, like I, i like you know in in france here there is a, mm-hmm. a kid who is like, like i i met him like like at a game shop like you know i play magic so i met him there and he's like uh you know i'm studying my masters in economics but i don't really like it so i'm just going to quit my my degree and go drive a truck because it pays okay. and i i literally told him i was like dude that is the whitest thing i've ever heard anyone say <laughs> like you know like there is no translation for that in 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 hindi or like in in like kannad or whatever like you know you don't do that like there is no point where where in india someone would leave their economics masters to go drive a freaking truck like that's just not going to happen so i think other like other countries have a lot more patient parents like they 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 are basically these these kids are basically set free they're like oh yeah you're 18 get the fuck out like you know yeah. so it's a different environment like in india there is a lot more pressure to 
like you know to oh yeah you must be in a like you must secure your future kind of like you know that is a so yeah i mean i know like you know you are a parent so obviously like you know you you will think that yeah you are very patient and all that and i'm sure you are you know like yeah although i think yeah, that I if, so. if I, yeah i mean looking at how i was like a kid i i like i'm just i think it's it's probably because like you know back in those days the, my parents didn't live in skyscrapers if yeah. they would live in skyscrapers they would have thrown me out of the balcony for sure like <laughs> yeah it's lucky that i was living on the ground floor in a very like uh, sort of like you know they were like even like we would go out to play on like uh, you know not a lot of urban development where i was so yeah i was lucky <laughs> yeah yeah that's a, that's one way to put it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i i think maybe it's also because the like yeah it is it it is like like in in some ways like uh like a lot of parents educated um like well educated or like i i don't know mm-hmm. maybe like kind of mm-hmm. like like a lot of times people are a lot more progressive um it, it depends on you know how they were also kind of brought up and what the kind of things that they learned and the kind of people yeah, they yeah. are and yeah so yeah. i mean yeah, I, yeah. i don't think i should kind of blanket say that hey all parents in india mm-hmm. are like yeah highly unlikely like now that i think about it a bit more but uh, yeah no no i mean like actually compared to compared to my my dad i i have i am like super privileged like my dad uh, he's a doctor and mm-hmm. he actually uh, uh used to sell tires like right. when he was a child so mm-hmm. so yeah he got into medical college and by like but before that he was selling tires like uh yeah he grew up in a very poor poor environment so like yeah like compared to him i i am basically like like you know i am basically this guy who like you know <laughs> drop who wants to quit economics and yeah. drive a truck <laughs> so yeah like I I am just lucky I have like 10% of his genes so I was able to do this like if if I had more like by this time like yeah <laughs> but you yeah, know it, it depends like you know honestly like yeah I I I am just thankful you know they they helped yeah. me they didn't put any pressure on me they didn't they you know they they helped as much as they could and what more can you ask for like you know it's a like oh yeah sure you know if my dad was like ambani or something then i would have had a big office i would be like you know big game studio but no but no it's okay they did what they could and that's yeah. all i can hope for yeah yeah so uh will fight for food <laughs> yep. so did you uh have a team for this uh, are you were you still working alone or how did you know uh, all the people that you ended up with on this project and more yeah uh, with with the artist i remember it was just someone who was like uh he was a student and because honestly i didn't have uh, i didn't have any money at this point. like you know any cash like i i was mm-hmm. living at but like you know i i didn't even have like a a proper like credit card at this point so right. it was like uh so i was like uh, it was a student and i was basically i asked him to do rev share i was like look you know here's how it is i need this much art this is how i learned how to estimate art this i was like look i need art like as in background images for these five locations i need this much sprites this 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 is that so can you do it like he was like okay so then like over the course of a, like he was basically working on those sprites 
and I, uh, simultaneously i was like doing programming etc basically working with placeholders mm-hmm. until he gave me the rights often like you know um, the artists i work with they would just give me like, because i was not exactly a high high priority client so right. i would just get the sprites and then i would just cut paste them in photoshop uh, uh like uh, to fit the to fit the the how my engine wanted them right and i would have them running in the game so it was basically working with what i what i had so hmm. i had i was working with one artist i was doing most of the like writing dialogue etc i hmm. think at this point uh i was also working with ian who helped me with the uh well ian is someone who i met uh during modding during my modding days so he's a okay. he's from from the uk i don't know it's from one of those oxford worcester shire i don't know you know one of those places you know where they where they yeah. have the big big names yeah yes. so so yeah he's he's from there uh, and then like so i had he helped me a lot with the dialogue and like some brainstorming etc so uh it was i think the three of us mainly uh you you will have to look at the full credits for that because i do not remember <laughs> like yeah i do not rem- because there were some collaborators here and there like for minor things like some miscellaneous art here mm-hmm. some this and like I, i and i sincerely apologize to the people i'm forgetting because like you know they like anyone who helped me at this time was like a the best thing ever because you know i wasn't it's not like i was paying them or anything so yeah. uh but i i did like you know when then when the game came in i don't think it sold a lot i don't remember a lot but it wasn't really significant it was unrest where really like you know the with the kickstarter that it was like okay as in like you know you can make a reasonable amount of money with this so like so so yeah like here like yeah it was just i mean again it's it, it's that, that's the kind of thing with this like you know these uh, like games are not like the process isn't really spectacular it's just mm-hmm. like it's slow it's consistent it's just you have to do it every day and there is very little if any reward so that is why for me for example i would rather work with my own engine because for me that itself is a reward like right. you know i get to work on my own engine i get to structure the code i get to work with things how i want them so that that in itself is a reward for me so it's hmm. but yeah it's a it took me like what one uh, maybe uh, maybe one year something like that to make willfair to food yeah i mean mechanically it's very interesting because you know it's a game where you can fight or talk to anybody and at right. any random point and the game adapts like if i if i had a like bigger budget for this like and if this were polished i still feel that will fight for food the concept is the is the best concept of all my games because mm. the, like it's it just needs like to properly realize the concept you need a lot more people you need a lot more polish right. so that's the part you, you where you want to talk about uh, will fight for food a bit more like what was it about and like give so, it a bit more context Sure so i mean basically the idea was again so i started with this i was like i want to have a world where you can kind of roam around you can talk to whoever fight whoever and basically you approach this story the way you want to and you uh, it's like a the same sort of principle as like uh, the immersive sim genre you know the like deus ex for example is the shining example of the 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 original like, deus ex like do so, multiple you can you have multiple options to get to the same sort of a Uh, yeah like, uh, the yeah. the main thing is is that the player has the has the freedom to approach the situation like the game is not coming at you 
the game right. is just like a world it's presenting like, the situation know, mostly yeah yeah you're just in like for like uh, it's called basically like the one city block concept like mm-hmm. the idea is that you just drop the player in in a city block and then all the things are happening like the city block will run even without the player right but the player can do things in that they can interact with people they can do certain things and the game kind of adapts it's like that's why it's called an immersive sim because the right. idea is you are immersed in that and it's vaguely like a simulation hmm. like so 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 yeah like uh, so that's where it started then i mean you know uh, when i was a kid i i was big into wwe for a while we very like you know uh because uh, i remember it would come in at at the right time slot for us always at like uh i think 4 to 5 pm or something right before we would have to go out to play so so it was like you know the classic like oh yeah homework is like back from school did the like you know had your lunch now you do your homework quickly in time for for wwf and then you go out to play cricket it was like yeah. the the classic thing so so i was just like okay because professional wrestling actually is kind of like you know it, it's a weird like world with its own rules mm-hmm. like you know like like for example the rule that when a guy walks out his music plays like you know yeah like, okay <laughs> yeah that doesn't it's a very like pro wrestling rule like you know but it's yeah. something that the world they just accept you know mm. yeah yeah no i mean it's basically yeah so basically i was like okay so here are a, is a simplified set of rules that you can kind of do because in pro wrestling there are two primary ways right you know there's the 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 point where the guys are talking mm-hmm. and you know and then there's the point where the guys are fighting so right. so boom you have your two major mechanics right here and in <laughs> pro wrestling that's the idea you can have a transition from one to another at any point right you know like guys are talking and then suddenly oh my god they're fighting fight <laughs> yeah it's yeah. like oh we are here to sign the contract and you know that like the table like... that they're signing the contract on at some point <laughs> somebody is going to be slammed on that table you know yeah it's, it's just like a matter of yeah. yeah exactly yeah it's just a matter of finding who it is you know yeah. yeah so 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 that was the whole idea like and then so so the story was basically about this pro wrestler guy hmm. who like you know he's about to win his big match basically like right. he 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 has a but then he has a drinking problem so he he goes in and he just like loses like there's a big tournament on that night where which he's supposed to win but he just loses in the first round because right. he's super drunk and then he disappears for for x amount of years and then when he comes back like you know the entire city has changed and then he's kind of finding he it's a it's a tournament with eight people so the major npcs are the seven other wrestlers right so so like one of the and it's it's basically entirely on pro wrestling logic like uh, like his former girlfriend it was like a park ranger themed wrestler so mm-hmm. currently she is working as a park ranger because she doesn't wrestle anymore so okay. <laughs> one of one of one of the other guys was a was a was a superhero type guy like you know mm-hmm. like he he was a like he was a superhero so now he's he's working he he films a kids tv show as the same character so oh. and then one of the guys was like the captain america sort of like guy as so he became the mayor of the city so mm. so it's basically like that's the kind of game it was like it was entirely like the, that was the game was running on its own logic again this is kind of something similar to a typical rpg it was like very like sort of you know 
like okay this is the they, these are the rules of the world this is the stream of consciousness and you just kind of have to plug into it you know right, so right. so it's like yeah it was basically like you had those seven wrestlers and the, you had various each one of them like you know because this is a video game each one of them <laughs> had some issue that you could either help them solve or you could make it worse or you could just fight them because you were like a oh, fuck you for screwing me over so i'm just going to fight you you know hmm. so so yeah it was like that so uh, it was it was basically a world uh, like you know running on this logic and uh, so you had these different locations uh, seven different locations and then you could like you know you could do that and then there was a, a big climax with the sort of head of the wrestling organization at the end and you kind of go back to the and there is a big like uh, weird lab where they're making pro wrestling mutants and yeah the ending is really like a, a like very trippy and like you know the game kind of hints at it but but ultimately it's not really the ending that like super matters it's about like what you did because then all these guys come back you know like depending on if you treat them well they help you if you mess with them then they try to fight you again with better moves so it's basically like that so so yeah honestly for me it's it's like the best concept that's why actually then we did another real film fight for food which was with a much better story and some polished graphics etc mm-hmm. like it was like a re-release on steam because this right. one i released on like desura and like gamers gate and some other but not steam because at this point steam was completely closed so right. so we we did a release on everything except steam so then uh post unrest we then remade will fight for food with a lot of the uh, like you know improvements in the engine etc from unrest and then it was like uh, so so uh, i mean we, we can kind of quickly go into the future and so mm-hmm. uh the whole the super actual sell out game of the hour mm-hmm. what was like yeah uh, yeah yeah, like, yeah. was that like a funny title or essentially just yeah i mean it, basically <laughs> i was like, you know uh, it didn't make sense to call it game of the year because it did not win a game of the year award so yeah. we were like well what do we call it you know we don't want to call it will fight for food remastered because i mean there is no real like brand value behind it you know people are like what the hell what is remastered like has <laughs> right. there ever been a game title in existence that is improved by adding the word remastered on it it makes it more boring you know Right. you're like yeah yeah you know get to the part like with dante from devil may cry and sonic from knuckles you know it was mm. actually this kind of thing we were like oh let's make it a joke because the game is about it's like a funny game right yeah. so so that's why we made it a joke and like literally like random words like almost basically semi random we were like okay um because in the game like you know a lot of people call you a sell out etc so i was like okay let's do the super like it's like well super is just like you know it's the super edition it's like the street fighter turbo x33 thing so mm-hmm. then it's like okay super sell out and then game of the hour because you know like people were like oh it's a very short game like you know you can complete it in like 2 or 3 hours so like right. all right let's make fun of that and call it game of the hour because you know we cannot call it game of the like, yeah. you know we cannot call it the goti edition which comes with all the dlc so yeah. instead let's call it game of the hour so the goth edition <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's actually something which like you know because you know that's that that's the freedom of being an independent developer you can do whatever you want you know <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so uh you also kind of see that uh, the conversation system 
kind of evolving in this game as well so mm-hmm. do you want to i mean do you want to talk about how that changed or yeah, what was I mean, being here it's basically a direct evolution of the atypical rpg system that was very rough and it was like you know uh because that one did not have any any sort of like indication of what you were actually saying so in in will fight for food there is a, a, a lot better like sort of sign posting there there is some extra ui elements on the site telling you what this means and uh telling you a little bit about the person who you are talking to also like you know their mood like for example this person looks angry so mm. like you know it's if you kind of give the players that hint it's a lot easier for them to be like okay but so if i reply in an angry way maybe there will be a fight you know mm. it's a lot easier for them to tell to tell that so it's right. it's basically right. like that so a lot more sort of sign posting a lot clearer indication of what will happen if you do something and uh-huh. how the different choices are different because in atypical rpg the the settings were like toggles basically so right. you click on it to toggle it to the other state and then right. at the end like you know depending on the fo- in in a, in will fight for food it's a lot more regimented so hmm. because uh, you know like instead of toggling it's like okay no you have these six choices of like body language these six choices of tone right so okay so you're saying this in this way and, and like, that have we like were, a... yeah so so yeah there are a lot better like sort of indication of to the player of like what the hell is going on you know because they right, right. suddenly see these dials etc in atypical rpg they were like oh my god what is this you know hmm. so but in will fight for food it's like okay so now i'm talking to it and this is an important segment of the conversation so i have to choose exactly what i reply to so right yeah there were a lot more people like there were the people were actually like when will fight for food the feedback was a lot better people were like oh okay that's pretty interesting you know even if hmm. someone didn't even if someone wasn't big into the conversation they were not like oh what is this you know they were like why am i suddenly here right they were like oh, okay okay i see this is just another way of doing the dialogue stuff so right like i i think the input was like a lot more clearer in will fight for food than it was in a typical mm. rpg and it's easy mm. for people to just comprehend and and mm. you, you kind of see that oh it's just kind of mm. it's making the conversations much more nuanced mm-hmm. mm. yeah mm. yeah that was a big like i mean i mean again that's that's why i'm saying that a typical rpg was basically like the very rough like you know it's like it's like seeing a like you know like a like a sort of x-ray of a baby like 3 years like 3 <laughs> months into the thing where it's very rough and you're like okay hmm, maybe i can see it becoming a human being later and then will fight for food is like the actual and then you're like oh, all right i see i see what happened here you know you can kind right, of right. yeah if especially if you if you know how games work you can very easily look at will fight for food and be like oh, okay okay i see i see how oh, this I was that how this has evolved yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 because i mean crucially hmm. I mean no crucially I was a a a student and I was still learning like you know I was still learning all throughout I was making atypical rpg so mm. it was it was all very rough so that's why for me even like uh, like I never really just put up atypical rpg on steam because I don't really want people like like that to be their first experience of like a pyrodactyl game because it's yeah. it's very rough and that's why <laughs> what I want to ideally in, in some like some day uh, i want to kind of redo atypical rpg the same kind of like college groundhog day scenario 
but right. with the the learnings from the later games core idea of the game itself i think was like was interesting that yeah it, it hmm. kind of makes sense to kind of revisit yeah i mean that's that's the thing i like to say lab like you can fault my execution all you want <laughs> i will probably agree with it but the right. ideas were like you know they were fairly like different like you know they were something right. that because that is something that i learned very early i was like people need some reason to be like oh okay because just to be noticed in the sea of games is a big big task you 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 kind of learned early on what like a hook is mm-hmm. and then like how to yeah. get people on yeah yeah speaking of hooks uh was what uh, you you uh, i'm assuming you released uh, the game on uh, like uh, steam and like other platforms as well and then like how are you doing marketing for this and like what happened there? I think Will Fever Food was more or less the same as as like uh, a typical RPG, just mm-hmm. with a, a lot more time. So mm-hmm. because with a typical RPG, because you know it was it was right sort of like my graduation time, etc. So things were very hectic. So I didn't right. really bother marketing for like more than one week, mm-hmm. or like a max, probably right. like you know. With 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 Will Fever Food, I was like, okay, I want to finish making the game, but and then. for x amount of time i want to spend my time only like telling other people about it emailing marketing like you know mm. making sure i have all the the assets like you know making a press kit even that sort of thing like right. make right. sure that you have a presentable website for people to learn yeah. more about the game put a trailer on youtube that sort mm. of so it was basically that like so i gave myself some time for that and then like uh Did that because ultimately it was still more or less the same, like you know, uh, yeah, just like was, emailing people and forums. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, and, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, kind of, we can safely assume that at this point, like game development was sort of more than a hobby, and like, yeah, yeah, and like, I mean, is this it, is this a point? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry, please, please continue. Yeah. No, no. I was going to ask: uh, Is this a point where, like, you had that conversation with parents, and then the whole career thing? No, no, no. I mean, because Will Fight for Food, like, you know, like it, it did decently. I don't, I don't remember how much it made, but I know it wasn't a lot. Like, right. you know, it wasn't like a. Uh, but, but, like, you know, there was a clear release product, and I mean, with the parents thing, it was basically like you know they were also seeing that you know like. you know he's working on something all the time and mm. then like occasionally i would i would share them like you know youtube things or screenshot or like something like that of like hey look this is what i did and okay. you know i mean they didn't really understand what it was but they were like okay cool so so yeah but for me will fight for food was basically the time when i released it i was like all right now i can be confident that i can think of something and then i can convert that into a game you know right it's it's like i mean i already kind of knew that but like this was the proof that like i could do i could think of something and i can then convert it into a into a game mm-hmm. so then it was the the that, that that was the point where i was like okay unrest you know like something related to ancient india something related to this something that and then so this was after will fight for food was basically laid out the uh, the groundwork like the 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 template for me to make a game it was like okay mm-hmm. to make a game first you do this then you do that then you do this then at the end this and then boom game so <laughs> then with unrest it was a matter of okay now i want to make this 
into something that that can actually like you know be a career right so so yeah i i guess yeah because unrest kickstarter was like what 20 yeah unrest came out in 2014 and the kickstarter was almost and like this was this was uh, like 2012 roughly ago so yeah this should be something like 2012 yeah probably end like mid 2012 to end 2012 something like that yeah hmm. So is this sort of the point where you sort of like set up a company and kind of is that was that like a point? Yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, when uh, during the release of Will Fiverr Food, like you know, there was a a company registrar office here mm-hmm. uh, that that I went and I set up a company. Uh, yeah, it was very old school. They were like, "What the hell is this guy?" You know, like <laughs> this kid is here and he wants to do a company. But then they, I was like, hey, look, there's this new like e-company thing that you can do. And they were like, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. Just give us like, <laughs> uh, I actually contacted, uh, I went to the office. The, the process there was complicated. Then I went to a, to a company lawyer. And mm-hmm. I think for, for 10,000 rupees, they, they, you can set up your company basically. So you do that and you get a full registration. You get a, like, you know, the article of found founding. Uh, right. You need directors so i so i got my dad to be the other director so okay so yeah it was like you needed two directors and uh then like yeah you can have your company then i opened a current account with a bank with that uh incorporation certificate because you can you once you have that then you can be like i want to run the uh the the business of this company with this account so So then that, that's what, so then I opened a current account and that, yeah, that's where I kind of started. I got a credit card, I think, mm-hmm. because you know, then, then I was like, oh shit, I, I will actually need to pay people. So, <laughs> so yeah, I got a credit card. I set up PayPal at that time. So yeah, this, I also learned a lot of this stuff on the side, you know, like just right. how to run a company. And, yeah. 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 Thank you for listening to this podcast, part two coming soon.